Nation Fountains open deep and wide Through the floodgates of God's mercy Flow the vast and gracious tide Grace and love like mighty rivers Poured in and from above Heaven's peace and perfect justice Kiss the guilty world in love Hello, hello. <laughs> My name is Shel Wagner from Heart of the Tribe and I have made this, um, this is a pre-record for uh, October the 11th of 2022 when I plan to be at Sukkot and um, I just wanted to go ahead and have this ready for you so that you would have something new to watch to help celebrate your Sukkot season. So I hope this blesses you and I'm going to go ahead and get right into it. I'm doing a lot of new things today. I've got my first PowerPoint. I've got my first recording. So hope all this goes well. I hope... Fortunately for me, we have a wonderful team at Heart of the Tribe, and they've done everything they can to help me learn how to use this technology and bring this to you today. So let me go ahead and add this to the screen. So what, what I wanted to share with you uh, today is the, you know, Sukkot. In fact, let me just remove that for a minute. Let me just talk about this for a minute. So Sukkot is a seven-day festival with another day on the end, making it an eight-day festival. You know, the number eight is um, is very prophetic in scripture. To me, it's all about the fact that the season, the whole time of, of man and what needs to take place and the millennial reign has all wrapped up. It's all done after the seventh day is completed. And then the eighth day is the new beginning with whatever it is that Yah has for us in eternity. And so to me, Sukkot is a representation of that. It's something that is full of promise. It's full of hope. It's full of the unknown, but it's it's good unknowns. It's like a great big present waiting to be unwrapped. And you just don't quite know everything that that present's going to contain, but you can tell just by what it's wrapped up in that it's going to be something good, right? And to me, that's what we have to look forward to in our eternity existence with Yahweh. Okay, so let me share with you what he had given for me today. So thinking about that with the eighth, it, it really struck me, you know, this is a this is a book I really enjoy. It's called Numbers and Scripture by E.W. Bullinger. And when I was looking at the number eight, he had this little tiny section that talked about eight different songs that he says are located, you know, within the Old Testament scriptures is how he puts it. And when in the, he says excluding what you would see in the Psalms. So these are songs 
that are not within the Psalms. And so when I took a look at the eight that were on his list, you know, it really brought some things to mind for me. And so I wanted to go ahead and go through what these eight are with you. And then we're going to look at this in a little more detail. So the first one would be Exodus chapter 15, 1 through 21. It is a song of redemption. Numbers 21, 17. It's a, a song about supply and maintenance. Okay. Deuteronomy 32. Moshe is recounting the faithfulness of Yah and the unfaithfulness of man. Right. He's wrapping up the Torah. In Judges 5, we see a song of victory over oppression. And not just that, but within it, Deborah and, and uh, Barak are singing together. And they're extolling the two tribes that actually were willing to go to war, which was Zebulun and Naphtali. And they're really giving a scathing rebuke for the other tribes who would not join in the fight, who sat back and and didn't want to put their effort into making sure that their brothers and sisters were free. So there's a, a huge lesson in that for us also. In 2 Samuel 22, the elect of Yahweh are delivered from their adversaries. And so there's a huge song of praise there. The entire book of the Song of Songs is such a love song between the bridegroom Yahusha and his bride, Yasharel. Very interesting. Isaiah 5 is a song all about Yahweh's vineyard. You know, he is he is a jealous husband and, and we are his, right? And so it, I, that's another very interesting song. And then it ends up, the last on the list is Isaiah 26. And it is, I believe, the song of the lamb. And this is what I want to end up sharing with you about today and why I believe that this could be the song of the lamb and why that is important. Okay. So let me see if I can, I'm using PowerPoint. So try to get to my next slide. There we go. All right. So a really important, important scriptural context uh, concept to me is found in Isaiah 46, 9 and 10. It says, remember the former things of old, for I am El and there is none else. I am Elohim and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do after my pleasure. So we know that this scriptural concept is he's telling us, if you want to understand what's going to happen at the end, the eighth day, right? The When, when it's all been wrapped up, if you want to understand these things, then you better go back to the very beginning and understand that first, because it's the only way you're going to understand what happens at the end because he tells us about it in the beginning all right revelations 15 1 through 4 says and i saw another sign in heaven great and marvelous seven angels having the seven last plagues for in them is filled up the wrath of elohim and i saw as it were a sea of glass mingled with fire and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over his name and over i'm sorry and over the number of his name stand on the sea of glass 
having the katara of Elohim, and they sing the song of Moshe, the servant of Elohim, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are your works, Yahuwah Elohim Zavaot, just and true are your ways, King of the Kodeshim, who shall not fear you, O Yahuwah, and glorify your name, for you only are holy, for all nations shall come and worship before you, for your judgments are made manifest. Okay, so we see the here, the end time, right? In Exodus 15, one through five. Now this is the very first song, right? So we see in this previous, let me just go back. We see that those, the most important that I saw out of this with Revelation is we are going to sing the song of Moshe right here. They sing the song of Moshe and they sing the song of the lamb. This is, this is the remnant, right? They know both songs. If, if I'm thinking about this, if I understand to me what, what this is saying is I've learned to recognize the things of, of the pagan world versus the things that belong to Elohim, right? I've given up those things that he calls unclean. I've learned to, to get rid of my love for this world and what all happens on a Saturday during this world. And it's the best time for a deal here or a deal there or to go do this or participate in that. It's the fun day for the world, right? But, but it's just Sabbath and he has an appointment with us. And so I, if I am his and I've come into a deep, meaningful relationship where I have submitted my flesh unto him, well, then I have given up my rights to those things in preference to honoring his ways. Okay. And and this is, is what I want to do. I want to submit that to him. And so I've learned to sing a song of Moshe in my life, right? I, I've, I've accepted his Mashiach and we're going to get further into that, right? Because there's a, there's a whole lot of concepts that come with this, you know, salvation. And well, I went down to the altar once and then that was it. And now anything that I did is fine. I mean, there's so much ridiculousness going on concerning faith, but that's not what I mean at all. I'm talking about relationship of somebody that knows how to sing the song of Moshe because they have submitted their will to his will. And someone who knows how to sing the song of the lamb because they know who Mashiach is and have accepted his loving sacrifice for their life. And they have become a cod with him, right? They become somebody who he would want as a bride, somebody who wants to honor him. All right. So let's start with the very first song, right? This to me is the song of Moshe. It's uh, found in Exodus 15. Then sang Moshe and the children of Yasharel this song unto Yahweh. Now I'm going back to this because remember, if we want to understand the songs that are going to be sung at the end, we better understand the first song that was sung in the beginning, 
And that's why I'm looking at this. So then sang Moshe and the children of Yashorel this song unto Yahweh and spoke saying, I will sing unto Yahweh for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. Yah is my strength and song and he has become my Yeshua. He is my El and I will prepare him a habitation. My father's Elohai and I will exalt him. Yahweh is a man of war. Yahweh is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his horse and his host he has cast into the sea. His chosen captains also are drowned in the sea. The depths have covered them. They sank into the bottom as a stone. So you see that the governmental authorities, everybody involved, are now laying at the bottom of the sea, right? This is what happened in the first song. Moving on to the, the next verses, Exodus 15, 6 through 10. Your right hand, O Yahweh, has become glorious in power. Your right hand, O Yahweh, has dashed in pieces the enemy. And in the greatness of your excellency, you have overthrown them that rose up against you. You sent forth your wrath, which consumed them as stubble. And with the blast of your nostrils, the waters were gathered together. The flood stood upright as a heap and the depths were congealed in the heart of the sea. The enemy said, I will pursue. I will overtake. I will divide the spoil. My lust shall be satisfied upon them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall destroy them. <laughs> you blew with your ruach. The sea covered them and they sank as lead in the mighty waters. Exodus 15, 11 through 15. Who is like unto you, O Yahweh, among the Elohim, the little E, right? The little, the little G, the little gods. <laughs> Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders. You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them. You and your mercy have led forth the people which you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength into your holy habitation. The people shall hear and be afraid. Sorrow shall take hold on the inhabitants of the Palestine. Then the dukes of Edom shall be amazed. The mighty men of Moab trembling shall take hold upon them. All the inhabitants of Canaan shall melt away. You know, that's interesting because what was promised, the promised land that was given to us was the land of Canaan. And Yah re reserved that for his people. He promised it to Avraham. All right. Going on to Exodus 16, verses 16 through 21. This will end this portion. Fear and dredge shall fall upon them. By the greatness of your arm, they shall be as still as a stone. Till your people pass over, O Yahweh, till the people pass over which you have purchased. We were purchased by his blood, right? You shall bring them in and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, in the place, O Yahweh, which you have made for you to dwell in, in the sanctuary, O Adonai, which your hands have established. Uh, we are the living tabernacle. He's the one who establishes us. 
Yahweh shall reign forever and ever. For the horse of Pharaoh went in with his chariots and with his horsemen into the sea. And Yahweh brought again the waters of the sea upon them. But the children of Yasharel went on dry land in the midst of the sea. And Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aharon, took a timbrel in her hand. And all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to Yahweh, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he is thrown into the sea. Okay, so that was the very first song. So now I find this very, very interesting. To me, this is like a preview of the last song, of the very last song. We're only going to cover the first and the eighth. All right. So this previews the song. And to me, what this is saying it's found in Isaiah 25, and I hope you will read the whole thing. I can only read you parts just because of time's sake. Um, so Isaiah 25, 1 through 4, to me, this explains the attitude of the remnant, how you recognize the remnant who's ready to sing the song of the Lamb. After all the trouble, here's what it says. O Yahweh Elohai, I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth for you have made a city, a heap. You have made of a city, a heap of a defensed city, a ruin, a palace of strangers to be no city. It shall never be built. It, it always reminds me, I have to stop there for a second in the middle of it. It almost reminds me of the fact that perhaps there is a people at the very end building a kingdom just like that was very similar to this Tower of Babel with all the towers involved and Yah has come and destroyed it. It's never going to be built. This is what I see. For you have been a strength Okay, wait, I'm sorry, I'm skipping something. Let me go back. A palace of strangers to be no city, it shall never be built. Therefore shall the strong people glorify you. The city of the terrible nations shall fear you. For you have been a strength to the poor, a strength to the needy in his distress, a refuge from the storm, a shadow from the heat, when the blast of the terrible ones is as a storm against the wall. I don't know about you guys, but I have lived through some horrendous hurricanes and there's nothing like hearing that storm against the walls to feeling the whole house, the whole structure that you're in shaking, wanting to tear those walls down, right? But he is our protection against that because living in this day, we can feel the hot breath of the enemy wanting to destroy he can't, they, he can't get to Yah, so he wants to destroy Yah's people. And, and it has felt like lately constant barrage, just this constant barrage. But Yah is good and he is our defense. He is a refuge from that storm. Going down a little bit further in the chapter, in verse 8, 
And that's all I'm going to share with you out of this. But like I said, I hope you'll read the whole thing. It says, he will swallow up death and victory and Adonai Yahweh will wipe away tears from off all faces and the rebu rebuke of his people shall he take away from off all the earth for Yahweh has spoken it. This is why I see this. This is like a pre uh, a, a prelude into the song that I'm about to share with you that's found in Isaiah 26. And we know that death is not swallowed up in victory until the very end. We've seen this when we are told in Revelation how our tears will be wiped away, right? When it's all said and done, there'll be no more tears, no more sorrow, okay? And so we see this in this verse that is the prelude to this song. Okay, get back over here. Okay, so then in Isaiah 26, starting in verse 1, in here's the song, the very last song, the eighth song, right? In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Yehuda. We have a strong city. Yahshua will Elohim appoint for walls and, bul and bulwarks. Open ye the gates. R reminds me of Psalm 22, right? Open ye the gates that the righteous nation, which guards the truth, may enter in. You will guard him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you, trusts you in Yahweh forever. For in Yah, Yahweh is everlasting strength. For he brings down them that dwell on high. The lofty city, he lays it low. He lays it low, even to the ground. He brings it even to the dust. All right. That was just um, a little bit of that song. The song goes on for the whole chapter of Isaiah 26. And I hope you'll take the time during this Sukkot season to read that song and and try to, to determine, do you think that maybe that is the song of the lamb that we'll be singing? Anyway, I was just reporting it. You decide for yourself. I hope that this has blessed you. And I hope that you are having a wonderful Sukkot season. And look forward to seeing you when we come back next week. Blessings. On the Mount of Crucifixion Fountains open deep and wide Through the flood gates of God's mercy Flow the vast and gracious tide Grace and love like mighty rivers Poured in and from above Heaven's peace Justice, kiss the guilty world.